Welcome back to the Gold Golden Road Podcast, everyone. We hope you guys are having a blessed day, night, whatever you guys happen to tune into this episode. Um, I first want to start out apologizing for making this episode a week late. Um, I know this episode was supposed to be for the previous week, but previous week was actually pretty busy for us. Mm-hmm. We both had a lot of stuff going on, so yeah. we apologize for that. But also this topic that we're going to talk about is also very... Um, it was. I feel like it was speaking more to me, and I really wanted to talk about it on this episode. And the topic is, you are your worst enemy. And um, I don't know if you want to start it out, or you want me to just... Um, you can go ahead and start it out. Okay. Yeah. So uh, what that means is, you know, when you, uh, you know, when I'm saying you are your worst enemy, you know, we often think sometimes like, Oh, the devil, he's controlling my life. He's you know, he's making me miserable. Or let's say God is doing this. He's in control of my life. And like it's like it doesn't say that, you know, that the God that God or the devil is controlling you. Mm-hmm. Because that's God gave us that free will of choice. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So technically you're in control of your own actions. It's not like I mean, there's like that funny line saying, you know, like when you're driving and you say, Jesus, take the wheel. You know what I mean? Okay, like, yeah. that's not like, it's not like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's okay. I have to choose every day to either do what is right, what God wants me to do. But you see how it's not like it, like God isn't trying to make you like a, like a puppet, you know, mm-hmm. like how a puppet master, they like, they control every little movement you do. Mm-hmm. God gave us a free will. Exactly. You know, yeah. that's why it's like, you have to take that step. Mm-hmm. You have to do what is right so that when something does something bad does yes. happen you know where your foundation is you exactly know? yeah so in the spiritual world um like evil spirits the holy spirit doesn't have access to your body to your mind to your life unless you give them the that yes that mm-hmm. you know you're opening the door to them to either or i should say and so, um, so according to this topic, um, you are your worst enemy. What we're trying to say is a lot of times we shake our fist at God or we keep blaming the devil. Oh, it's just the devil. Like the devil, he, he was putting those, um, those bad words through, through my mouth. He was making me do this. Yeah. He was making me, but a lot of times you have to step back and say, well, I actually, gave authority to the enemy to have him to just do whatever he wants in my mind or through me by what i say by what i do so because you put your your guards down basically yeah and then scripture you know i believe it was in proverbs king solomon says to guard your heart above all else Yeah, you know what i mean so it's very important that's why every day you know as i said in the previous episode, I believe, I said, um, what's it called? That every day is a new battle. Mm-hmm. That the sword or the armor or the shield that you had yesterday that you might have won the battle, it needs a little bit fine-tuning in order for the next battle. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So not every battle is the same, and that's why you have to constantly, if if you want to pursue God, you constantly have to pursue Him. It's not half doing yes. it or, you know, that's why you have to, like, Whatever is good in your life, you have to find it, you know, through God, because he's the one that knows best. Yes, 
Exactly. I mean, in every aspect of your life, pursue the Lord, pursue God, and really just crucify the flesh, right? Put away your your fleshly desires or outbursts, mm-hmm. thoughts that are just contrary to the Holy Spirit, right? Contrary to the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Even though it it's really painful to just crucify the flesh, to bite your tongue, to put away your pride, right? And to show grace and love, but you're doing it for the glory of God and you're storing up for yourselves treasures in heaven and you are being a light in the world. Exactly. So um, going back to the, you are your worst enemy. Now we know that it is up to us to say, you know what? I'm going to give the enemy a foothold. You may not really say it or think it, but subconsciously, you probably think things or do things or say things that give the enemy a foothold, whether it be what you watch online or on TV, the type of music you listen to, or the videos um, that you're probably like listening to while you're running errands, for example, or the friends that you hang out with, right? So those open up spiritual doors. So, um... There's proof of this, um, what I'm, what I just told you guys right now, in the book of Ephesians, which is in the New Testament, chapter 4, verse 27, it says, And do not give the devil a foothold, because when you do, he will come right in. So imagine you trying to close a door, right? Or let's just say God is trying to close a door, and that door leads to things, past, things that are of your past, yeah. or of characteristics that are ungodly. He's trying to close the door slowly. So imagine that. And then suddenly you put your foot in between where the door, you know, gets sealed shut. And where the, op- the like when you're closing yeah. the door, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so you put your foot there and then the door is not closed. So guess what? On the other side, the enemy is going to push the door and come right in because it's easy for him to come right in that way. Yeah. Because you left that little crack. That little space open for him to come in yeah. and you, for him to do what only, you know, whatever he wants. Yeah. You didn't you didn't necessarily want to fully close the door because you're like certain people they miss that past. You know what I mean? Yeah. They so um, there's still certain things that are lingering in. Yeah. Right? Yeah. One thing I want to add to that was uh I believe uh, this past Pastor Vlad really cool guy really he's very he's very a lot of wisdom and one thing i saw him post was he said when your devotional life is asleep then your past wakes up yeah your past life like so let me break that down when your devotional life is asleep so meaning when you're not in prayer when you're not in your reading you're not seeking the word of god where you're not listening to that sermon listening to that podcast you're not you're not doing the things in order to really nourish you and it's asleep. Now, like, imagine you're giving a foothold to the enemy. Mm-hmm. Your past life wakes up, meaning, oh, you know, let's just do what we used to do back then. You know what I mean? And then, you know, these thoughts come to your head about your past and then mm-hmm. you might give into that temptation or you might, let's say you don't feel like working out and then you're like, ah, oh, who cares? I'll skip one day. Yeah. But that one day that one day is probably the like the That's biggest you test do. of your life yeah. because that one day is either you grow stronger that one day or you mm. get weaker that one day it's not you stay stagnant it's you go up or you go down you yeah. have to pick 
the God isn't going to tell you do this or do that. He's going to he's he's already blessing you by giving you the chance of a choice. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so what God is trying to do is he's trying to make you stronger. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's why I bring up that um, the example of working out because working out is it's not something easy. You know, I mean, you have to choose to work out. It's not like it's not like it's already ingrained in people like it's they can just start. No, at the beginning, it's really hard. You know, it's not something a lot of people can do. Mm -hmm. And then people, they drive that based off motivation. But but I remember what's it called? Uh, I believe it was Apostle Paul. He said physical discipline is good, but spiritual discipline is better. Mm -hmm. So he's not discrediting the whole like working out he's like that's good that's amazing that you do that but focus on your spiritual discipline as well while you're doing your physical discipline because if you can handle your spiritual discipline then your physical discipline is going to be a whole lot easier it's going to be like routine you're you're not even going to know that you're doing it you know Mm -hmm. yeah so it sounds like when you start that spiritual discipline you're also disciplining your mind Right, because that is where the spiritual battlefield is. It's all in your mind, right? So when you discipline that area, like Demson said, it's going to be easy to discipline the physical because obviously the mind controls the physical aspect of your life. So um, I actually want to go back to where you brought up the statement that Pastor Vlad said. Okay. um, When your devotional life goes to sleep, your past life wakes up. So many of you might think, okay, well, what is a devotional life? Mm -hmm. So I thought, okay, let's look up the word devotion. So devotion means love, loyalty, enthusiasm for a person, activity, or cause. It also means religious worship or observance. So what are you devoting your life to? Right. So a lot of times, maybe like you've heard believers say, oh, I'm going to read my devotions today. Right. So I, for example, have a Bible app. Dempsey has a Bible app, too. Mm -hmm. And it's really beautiful. It shows the verse of the day and then it shows that there's a person explaining the meaning behind that verse of the day and they give life examples to it. And you click next and it shows like a prayer about that verse of the day and how Uh, Like you're asking the Lord, Lord, help me to implement this verse into my life. It's really beautiful. So I'm giving my devotion to the Lord by reading the verse of the day, reading my Bible even, by talking with the Lord. So these are what you're devoting your life to. So in that case, I am really diminishing my, my fleshly thoughts, my fleshly desires, because I am not giving a room to those things. I'm giving all the rooms to the Lord, to his words, so that it's him and his light and his love that shines through me. And it's not my flesh that takes over. It's not my pride that takes over. It's not, um, you know, just harsh words or harsh behavior that takes over, but it's all Jesus. Therefore, I won't become my worst enemy anymore because now it's all about God right? Mm -hmm. Forget about the flesh, right? It's like John the Baptist said, he said, more of him and less of me, right? So when you take yourself off that pedestal, 
and you say, you know what, I'm going to glorify God more. It's more of Him and less of me. That's when you start noticing the fruits of the Holy Spirit more. You start mm-hmm. noticing more love, patience, goodness, joy, right? Just to name a few. I think it's, sorry to cut you off, but I think it's also your perspective changes. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like when you, when you truly, when you truly see what God wants to basically show you the life that he has for you, your whole perspective is going to change. You know what I mean? That's why it's like with Romans 12 too, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> do not conform to the patterns of this world, mm-hmm. but be, but allow the renewing of your mind. You know yes. what I mean? So it's like the renewing of your mind. You're the like, that's what it means is when you take that step close to God is he's going to renew your mind. He's going to mm-hmm. change what you used to think about before. Mm-hmm. And he's going to put in something that's better. Exactly. Amen. And that's why the Lord, he calls it being born again. Because your past self is gone. Behold, your new self has come forth through the blood of Jesus Christ. Right? There's no room for the old. There's no room for the old. Um, And so I just want to add on to all that by saying... um, I came across this uh, statement that this lady made. I was on Instagram. I was watching a reel. And I just had to pause it because she made a really good statement. I'm sorry. I forgot her name. <laughs> but she said, The enemy will take territory in any place you're unwilling to take authority. Mm. So really think about that, you guys. I'll say that one more time. The enemy will take territory any place you're unwilling to take authority. So remember how in the previous episodes I, I've mentioned this verse. It says that the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead lives in you. And when Jesus spoke, he spoke with authority. Mm-hmm. So we have that same spirit of, of authority that Jesus has living in us. Therefore, we can tell ourselves, our flesh, right? Because sometimes we are our own biggest enemy. And we can tell the devil and his angels, you're not allowed to take my family. You're not allowed to to have these addictions consume me. I will break free, right? So you're speaking it and you're rebuking the enemy. You're rebuking and commanding those chains of addictions, of hurt, of of um, isolation to fall off from you and then you just speak the blood of jesus upon your upon your life and your mind and your family and your marriage right you're taking authority in every room of your spiritual life right Mm -hmm. so think of your spiritual life like a like a house or like a temple okay let's just use house for example let's just say it has four rooms okay and you have an attic or or a basement right so you said, okay, in room number one, I, I invited the Holy Spirit in there. We're good. Room number two, I invited him there. Three, four, okay, the Lord is everywhere. Perfect. Everything's going good. But there's one dark room that you completely forgot about that you have not allowed the Holy Spirit to make room in. And that mm-hmm. is the basement of your life or the mm-hmm. attic of your life, right? Because you're too embarrassed to show God or you're too embarrassed to um, kind of tell another believer about something that you're struggling with, right? Yeah. About your sins, about maybe like a mistake that you made and you're like, oh, I don't want light to shine in that area. 
you know I'm still like I still want to um, be addicted to it I still want that foothold right but I also want to add to that because mm-hmm. we've we talked about this I believe yesterday yeah we right did. and so um I when I when she told me this I was like okay well I also see it as like when you invite someone over that's new to the house mm-hmm. when you invite someone that you might have never met before mm-hmm. you only show them the living room the kitchen <laughs> backyard maybe yeah. the bathroom that's about it you know what i mean like mm-hmm. like as a stranger you're like you're not going to let strangers go into your room go into your what your personal personal belongings yeah. you're not going to show them all your clutter in let's say the garage or the attic or the mm-hmm. basement you're not going to show new people that mm-hmm. so but if you really want to grow with what god has for you you have to expose that area you have mm-hmm. to like it's inevitable you know and i'm pretty much a victim to this anything that's in the darkness will god will make it shine in the light yeah you know what i mean like there's no it's it's gonna happen no matter what you know yeah so and even the lord says to confess if he says confess your sins to me and you know i will be just to forgive them i'm just paraphrasing so god he's eager to help you in that dark area that you're struggling with right Mm. confess it to him and humble yourself before the lord and say lord you know what i'm human i'm just struggling with this thing like Lord, can you help me break free from this? Can you just really pour into me and help me to be more like you, right? And the Lord, he He will, of course, forgive you for those sins or for that sin. And he will help you grow in certain areas that you are weak, that you're struggling with, so that his strength can be made known through your weakness. And there's a scripture about that too, right? So um, I just wanted to add on to that because it that also kind of reminds me of faith, right? So a lot of times believers are saying, okay, I have faith. I'm a Christian. I'm a believer, right? But like I said before, there's that little dark room that you forgot to shine light in, right? Mm-hmm. So I just want to bring up this um, verse. It's in James chapter 2, verse 26. This is the New Testament. It says, as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead, Mm -hmm. right? So like how I said earlier, you have to take authority in places that, you know, the enemy might take territory, right? So you have to use your authority. You have to use your faith and say, I can't allow this dark room to take a place in my house, I want my house to be full of Jesus. I want my spiritual house to be full of Jesus. I don't want to give a foothold to the enemy. I want my faith to be put to work. Because anybody can come up and say, Oh yeah, look, everything's fine and dandy. I'm a believer. I go to church. I read my Bible. But there are things that you are still indulging in. There are still Mm -hmm. sins that you are still Still giving a foothold. You're still entertaining. And the Lord is saying, no, my child, please use your faith to and use your faith and authority to rebuke, to to rebuke these sins, to break free from these sins, right? To speak the words of truth, the words of God and say, you know what, devil, I'm tired of indulging and, and entertaining you. 
I'm going to rebuke and renounce and be set free from this sin, be set free from this addiction, because I don't want there to be one dark room in my spiritual home. I don't want to look like a like a Christian. I want to act like a Christian. I want to think like a Christian. Yeah, you because, want to be like Christ. Yes, because when people look at me, I want to make sure that they see Jesus and not me, right? So like I said earlier, remember what John the Baptist said? He said, more of Jesus and less of me. He humbled himself before the Lord. And that's when the Lord will just take authority and move through you in ways that are unimaginable to the human mind. And you will just sit back and say, wow, thank you, Lord. I never knew this could happen to me and through me. And you just begin worshiping and glorifying God even more because of your testimony. Yeah, that's good. I Really good. I also wanted to add, what's it called? Um, I remember this past Sunday at, at church, um, I mean, our pastor, he kind of just, he sh also reminded us that like, like, hey, Jesus also went through struggle, through all this, like he, he dealt with everything that we've gone through. Mm -hmm. And even Jesus had to pray to God and say, you know, whatever is of your will, not of mine. Exactly. You know, because he knows that as human nature, our human nature is to sin. That's, yeah. you know, when Adam and Eve, when they ate the apple, it brought sin into life. Mm -hmm. And then that's just how our bodies are, mm -hmm. you know. And also I want to add to um, before, like, you know, saying, you know, God and devil, like, cannot control you. Um, the continuous part of you not choosing God or not choosing something that's going to benefit you, even though it's hard. Um, I want to bring up this statement by uh, Pastor Jerry Flowers. It says, procrastination is disobedience in slow motion. Mm -hmm. So, like, we all know procrastination, right? You know, I think every student knows that word yeah. because we're all, we all procrastinate. You leave with... things for last minute until yeah. the deadline, yeah. Exactly. So, but he's saying procrastination is disobedience in slow motion, meaning... Okay, I'm not going to do that thing. I'm just going to wait till last minute. Okay, whatever. It's like, no, don't procrastinate on what is truly good for you. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, like the whole thing is, don't you want eternal life? Don't you want, like, to... Experience like, freedom through exactly, Jesus? You know? That's the most important thing, having a relationship with the Lord. It's the most beautiful and powerful and unique thing that you will ever experience. If you are trying to look for what it means to be successful in life, be like Jesus. Have a relationship with the Lord. It's not about having titles and money and cars, and which there's nothing wrong with having those. But to truly define what success means, the real foundation of it, and what it all narrows down to is to be obedient to Jesus, to be more Christ-like, and to have that relationship with the Lord. Yeah. Because God is love. And love is real when you allow it to enter through you. When you accept the Lord in your life and have him move through you. Yeah. It's, I mean, love is a big quality of a Christian that I, I always hear so many stories about. You know, people are like, oh, yeah, I met this Christian and they just like, they hated me. I'm like, 
dude, that's definitely not a Christian. Yeah. I'll tell you that because they don't just hate just to hate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like every, um, you know, I have down four qualities of a Christian, which is love, repentance, obedience, and giving God the glory. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, those are just, those are constant. You should have those as a constant reminder of these are the four qualities I need to have in order to be more Christ-like, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, but I think, I think that pretty much like sums it all up. We kind of went off track, so we apologize for that. But um, yeah, that pretty much sums it up on today's topic of you are your worst enemy. Um, if you guys have any questions, you can DM us on Instagram at the Golden Road Podcast or even comment on our YouTube page. Um, we'll be more than happy to answer. And yeah, we hope all of you guys have a blessed day and we hope that this message really blessed you and we'll (laughs) tune in next time for our episode. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you guys for tuning into this episode. Have a blessed day.